Today on We Here, we're talking about the craziest celebrity stories of 2019, the top three celebrities of the decade, like who won the 2010s, and we look at all the things we'd like to leave behind in 2019. Coming up next on We Here, the Holiday Hangover Edition, New Year, New Here. Oh my God. We're on page six? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Hear, the Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. We've reached the end of 2019, and what a year it has been. This year has given us a lot of amazing gifts. We've got the U.S. Women's Soccer Championship, Baby Archie, and even Baby Yoda. But a lot of insane things happen too. Ian and I are here to bring you our picks for the craziest celebrity stories of 2019. There was no shortage of wild celebrity news, which I'm very grateful for. It was a crazy year, Maggie, and I think that there were a lot of stories that started on our gossip pages at page six and mm-hmm. then became huge national stories. Right. So what do you think are some of the what are your top stories of the year? Okay. So I am still fascinated by the whole Jussie Smollett saga. Or Juicy Smollett, as I call <laughs> Whatever him. Whatever you prefer to call him. Yeah. So you might remember he was allegedly involved in a racially motivated attack in Chicago. The victim of a racially motivated attack. Mm -hmm. Sorry, let me clarify. Well, actually, I don't know. Maybe he was involved in the attack, too. That's what people are still trying to figure out. And it was a very interesting few months, right? There was a back and forth between him, celebrities coming out on social media to support him, and then people feeling like they were tricked, like he planned this attack with two extras from his show Empire. I remember actually when that story happened mm-hmm. and I was um I was working on the story um and there was something about it from the get-go or as I once heard a woman say in an elevator from the gecko the gecko <laughs> there was something about it from the get-go I remember I was talking to another reporter here and when we posted the story, it had just broken this attack. And there was something about it initially that just seemed, if not fishy, like there was going to be that there was going to be more to the story. Mm-hmm. And then there turned out to be a lot more to the story. Right. Give me one of your top stories of the year. Ian. One of my top stories of the year. I think that the the Jeff Bezos, Lauren Sanchez mm. um, story to me is one of the craziest stories of the year. I remember, you know, how it began. Um, I'm going back in time, Maggie. Yeah, I remember how it began <laughs> and, and you know, when he had tweeted. So his tweet came out that he and his wife were Mackenzie mm-hmm. yep, Bezos. Mackenzie Bezos. Um, that he and his wife Mackenzie were, were splitting. And it was sort of a formal type, you know, announcement on Twitter, as formal an announcement you can make on Twitter as you can make on Twitter would be. And immediately when I saw that, my spider sense was tingling. My page six sense was tingling because I was like, there's more to this story as well. This doesn't make any sense that he would just suddenly come out. And when you see a statement like that, and you're a gossip reporter, mm-hmm. you you know that there's a, there's a reason behind it. Like right. th- something is about to hit that forced this statement. Mm-hmm. And then we... Um, reported 
um, pretty much it was it, the the National Enquirer. Oh, the National Enquirer had photos, right? Photos of Jeff Bezos with Lauren Sanchez, mm-hmm. and we're going to expose this um, relationship. And but interestingly, they didn't name her initially. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They they had posted the photo, but they didn't name her. And we were the first. Um, we were the first outlet to name, to identify her that Lauren Sanchez was this mystery woman, and then it just kicked off so much. Similarly to the um, Juicy Smollett story, <laughs> um, you know, it went from this gossip story of the world's richest man having an you know a relationship with this woman. They said it wasn't an affair because they had both split from their respective partners, and then turned into like a thing with international intrigue with, with alleged. Phone hacking with, you know, the Saudis being blamed for this whole thing mm-hmm. with embarrassing photos yeah. with, you know, then the whole uh, with the Trump administration. So so the story kind of exploded from your usual gossip story of a billionaire and his mistress into something that was so much bigger. My favorite detail of that story that really stands out to me is that. We had reported allegedly how the affair, came, the alleged affair, came to light was that Mackenzie Bezos had wanted to use a private plane, and Lauren Sanchez was using it, and she was like, "Why is she using the private plane? Right. Something is amiss." Right. Well, also for with Lauren, I mean, it was interesting because she, so she was married to Patrick Weissel, who mm-hmm. is one of the um, partners in you know William Morris Endeavor so a huge Hollywood agency I mean obviously and um so it, it had I'm not saying as well it had it had a lot of it had a lot of angles for us to get yeah. into I mean the other thing with that story that I've never seen before was when and a twist I never saw coming and I've and I've never seen it happen in a story is where Jeff Bezos came out and wrote that mea culpa, which mm-hmm. he posted on Medium, mm-hmm. where he just came out with the whole thing about before the National Enquirer could publish uh, another embarrassing story about him with these allegedly nude photos that they had and embarrassing photos of him. He posted this thing on Medium saying, like, here's the whole story. And he kind of, like, shut it down, basically, and admitted the whole thing. Another story I loved that is also uh, steeped in infidelity is the Khloe Kardashian Jordan Woods feud over uh, cheating Tristan Thompson, which is what right. I believe we wrote him as every time we got the chance. We right. were like cheating. Although Tristan. I have to say, this story to me, explain to me why you think that's such a big story. Because to me, it's a little bit like reality TV. Is this made up? Like, what is this? I think this is such a big story because a lot of people felt that Jordan Woods was solely created by the Kardashian family, that she played this part of Like a Frankenstein, a reality star Frankenstein. Exactly. So you might remember that Kylie Jenner hid her pregnancy for a very long time. And Jordan kept that secret, you know? She was Kylie's best friend. There was a time that she was living in Kylie's home with her. They had been best friends since before Kylie was a billionaire. This was someone who was very loyal to the Kardashians, and it turned out that she was allegedly caught canoodling, if you will, with Tristan Thompson, who had already been accused of cheating on Chloe, and this was the straw that broke the camel's back because it was too close to home. This was the kiss, or 
the alleged canoodle that gave way to a million cryptic quotes on Instagram, which you know I love to read. But the thing that I never understood about this is there was this alleged infidelity. But no one ever said what what was this infidelity because it was never that they it, that they hadn't slept together, it, right. right? It was that they had kissed at a party or something well, like that. That they had kissed at a party that they were really touchy, touchy feely. And you might remember Jordan Woods was like someone who really legitimatized Jada Pinkett Smith's show Red Table Talk because she gave her first interview and it was like in our newsroom oh. when she went on. It was like That's silent. Like women around the world were huh. like tuning in to watch like the, this. Right. It was like it was the Frost Nixon for Jada Pinkett Smith. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. All right. Cool. I'm glad you're breaking this down for me because I <laughs> never just, totally understood I'm telling you, this myself <laughs> why it mattered so much, the whole Jordan Woods thing. Well, the other thing is you think about the Kardashians and how manufactured their images are mm-hmm. and how they were able to use this as a storyline despite it really being a devastating thing that happened to multiple members of the family. Right. Like they were still able to profit off of someone's deep rooted hurt. Tells you a lot about the machine. Totally. So many have profited off of my own deep rooted hurt. It's, I can't count it. Yeah. Another headline making story that we're still waiting for the results of is the college admission scandal, which was apparently called by the investigators like Operation Varsity Blues. Like, did oh, you yeah. think you'd be talking about a James Vanderbeek film in 2019? No. But here we are. Yeah. It's a great story it's just, it was I, it had I, everything it had everything i feel like stefan on snl this story has everything but felicity huffman has now served her time she was sentenced to 14 days short. she yeah. only served 11 and we're still waiting to see what's going to happen to Lori lachlan that um, makes me feel pretty good i went to a state school <laughs> i just think the thing about the college admission scandal that out of all the stuff the thing i don't understand is it most of these kids weren't even going to good schools. I mean, there was like one Yale kid, but it's like you need that much help to get into USC and you're an influencer. It's like, why bother? The 2010s are donezo. A whole decade has passed, which to you and me might seem like just 10 years. But in Hollywood, that's kind of a lifetime. The 2010s to me seem don't seem like just 10 years. Maybe they seem like a, just two years Ugh. because they went by so fast. And in my mind, it's like 1996. I think the most important thing to keep in mind here is that very few people have the same face now they did in 2010. Except thanks to, me. I mean, in Hollywood, Ian. Oh, sorry. I just, <laughs> You're an I ageless care wonder. Myself. You're an ageless yeah, wonder. Exactly. I mean, well, the real champions here are Botox and wrestling and all the fillers keeping people looking like it's 2010 in 2019. And with that, I will kick it off with Kim Kardashian, who in 2010 had been on TV for three years with Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Now in 2019, she's studying to go to – she's in law school. She's studying to become a lawyer. Is she enrolled? Yeah. She's Yeah, she's she... being privately tutored by some lawyers. She's definitely huh. becoming a lawyer. Because, you know, there are always those stories out people where they're like – and they they ha- they went to Harvard Business School, and then it's like like a model, like every yes. model, or like went to Harvard Business School, they and like it's like they took an online, you know, they yeah. looked at the website, yeah, and they like <laughs> registered for something, but we don't know. So Kim Kardashian is in law school, yes, she's studying in her own law. private law school yes. with a private tutor at home in Calabasas and working on prison reform. This is someone who came into the cultural conversation because of a sex date, but now she is getting people freed from prison, which is kind of an amazing thing. I didn't around. see that one coming. I yeah. will have to give this to you, Maggie, 
that I agree. I think Kim Kardashian, and initially when you said 2010 is Dunzo, I was thinking of calling the segment like it could be in words called the Dunzos. <laughs> But it's sort of the opposite of, like, who's still going. Right. And I think Kim Kardashian has to be the entertainer of the decade I or, like, so person too. of the decade. Who else Another do you person, think? I think a transformative, uh, someone who's also gone through a transformation in the decade, I think has been Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. Who? So we initially, you know, remember he was always, like, he was getting into all that trouble, right? He was always like drag racing in Miami mm-hmm. and he was like getting arrested and he was, you know, getting questionable tattoos all the time. And now he's finishing the decade looking like a kind of like he's changed his entire look. He kind of looks like a like a like a pool guy from the 70s <laughs> in L.A., like a Malibu pool guy named Ron. He's married yeah. And he, I mean, he always was sort of dabbling in the um, sort of religious thing and right. Christianity, but now he's like sort of more devout than ever. I mean, it's worth pointing out that 10 years ago he was only 15. <laughs> that is, is actually crazy. true. Imagine like having to live out your teenage years on a global stage. That's a great point, Maggie. Like he's and 25 now. It kind of is amazing to think that like you're like, Bieber, you know, he was doing this, he was doing that. But then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm talking about a guy who like a kid, like, you know, like scrutinizing a kid. And it's like and his every stupid move. It's like, I mean, when I was 15 years old, I was cutting school every day and going to Tower Records. And no one was like writing about me. You weren't drag racing in Miami. Come on. I had never been to Miami. I was a big fan of Miami Vice. Hmm. Someone else I think has had a really, really interesting decade is Reese Witherspoon, who in 2010 started dating Jim Toth, her now husband. Right. The agent. agent. Yes. He's a they very got big married Hollywood in 2011. Agent. They got arrested together. In 2013, they got arrested and she was like, I'm pregnant, which was not true. She fibbed a little to try to get oh, out of the arrest. Right. And then she did a ace PR move in which she rolled through the airport wearing a hat of the police department that arrested her. Which oh I right, was quite that's a cool. Style move, but she was in Wild in 2014 that people loved, and then all of a sudden she starts coming out with all these other projects like Draper James, her clothing line, Hello Sunshine, her production company. Like, I think her involvement with Jim Toth might have made her think more about things from a producing aspect. That's a good point, Maggie. Yeah. You actually won me over with this one. I have to say, She's like done when a you lot. initially said Reese Witherspoon, I was kind of like boring, whatever, because she, you know uh, every star in Hollywood who's successful has a production company. Yeah. So they all have a production banner and they all have like cute names. Um, I actually once wrote a long time ago, but you can look it up on the internet if you'd like a something for GQ about um, na- naming your production company in Hollywood. Mm, I'll look it up. Thanks. That's true. Like we, Reese Witherspoon has become a legitimate producer and she has championed women in film and hiring more women and women directors and women. She has a book club. Everyone has a book club. I mean, every 
star has a book club now. Right, but I feel like I've read some of her picks and they were pretty good. Really? Like what But ones? I think Reese is so interested in optioning people's stories that she has to have the book club in tandem to get like, look, I supported this book and now give me the rights to make it a film. It's a good stepping stone. I to think get one those. of the things I'm in one of our future segments on this show that I may leave behind in 2019 are celebrity book clubs. So remind yeah. me about that. Put <laughs> a bookmark in that one. <laughs> okay, um, who else? Another star. Actually, okay, so J-Lo yes. has also had an incredibly transformative decade. And mm-hmm. I think the thing that she's achieved is she's more legit now than she ever was. And like as 50. big as J-Lo. Exactly. Like, so as big a star as she ever was, you know, she's now with A-Rod. Her last movie was a hit, so she finally had like, you know, well, not finally. I mean, I think she's had some big movies, but they were kind of in the distant past. So her movie career is going well. She's engaged to Mm A-Rod, and she looks amazing, and yeah. She looks amazing. And she's getting all of these, like, serious recognitions She's getting recognized seriously Serious for accolades. Hustlers. Yeah, and wasn't she a producer on Hustlers? Oh yeah, too? she was a producer on Hustlers, just That's like great. every That's other. That's the Hollywood star. retirement plan. Yeah, Become yeah, a producer. exactly. Stop well, you got to diversify. You know, but one star who I think is started the decade. He actually, I was, I was looking in 2009. Entertainment Weekly had named Johnny Depp the Entertainer of the Decade. Wow! Because at that time he was coming off. He, he had reinvented himself with the Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. franchise. He was still with Vanessa Paradis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in this decade, it's been a different story. You know, he had he broke up with Vanessa Paradis. He married Amber Heard. They've had all their crazy ups and downs. Mm-hmm. He's had, you know, financial issues. He's like suing all his reps. Mm-hmm. Um and his movie career, well, I mean, his movie career has had ups and downs. I mean, I guess he's back in a couple franchises, but right, there have anyway. been some serious allegations made against him. You know, he was this Hollywood hit maker, and now he's been accused of things like domestic violence. Yes, <laughs> that's true. But he's denied everything, right? And he's also like fighting back and has been, you know, like suing everybody. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I guess we'll see what happens next, Maggie, in the next decade. 2020 is around the corner. As we leave 2019 and look toward the new year and new decade, there are a few things that should definitely stay behind. Here's some of what we'd like to leave behind in 2019. I have so many. I could talk you about do? this You do? Take it hours. away. I'll tell you. Tell me what you want to leave behind, and then I will tell you if it should be left behind. I'm the gatekeeper of, I don't know, the decade. If you get to heaven, it's Ian there saying, yeah, yeah. no, you must keep <laughs> yeah. cryptic quotes on Instagram. Right. Oh, I hate cryptic. I hate cryptic quotes on Instagram. And then celebrities are like, don't try to interpret everything oh, I yeah, say on yeah. Instagram just I because I that. had a very powerful quote on my story. Right, right. I love that. So when anything ever happens to a celebrity of today, mm-hmm. particularly like a young celebrity, mm-hmm. there's a post on Instagram and it'll have some lyrics to a song right. or something that seems like bad poetry. <laughs> and the thing, though, that I'm always so confused about is... Admittedly, a lot of the stars that do this, I'm not like following super closely because, as you know, Maggie, I'm old school. I'm in the Depp, Cruise, Pit kind of paradigm. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be like some young star. There's some like super young, you know, breakup. And then 
the internet explodes and they're like, yep. look at what they said on Instagram. Then I go to Instagram to see what this crazy thing they said was and it's like, birds fly. Ugh, you know, whatever. And it's like, or like, it, or some like insult where it's like, step off, birdie. And Dude. you're like, what are you talking about? And And then you're like, how is this a diss or what is this saying? And people are like reading too much into it. Then the celebrity also says it wasn't about the other person. I hate it. It has to go. How do we stop it? I mean, buy these people a tear off calendar with like one quote a day. Keep it off Instagram so we don't have to write about it. Right. Totally. Yeah. I also, speaking of the Instagram post, I just, the and this applies to celebrities as well as our friends probably is Mm -hmm. just the overly lengthy self affirmation kind of self help quote about or post about comment or whatever it is about you know personal growth and their ups and downs and stuff like that and it's so long and so if you have to go to instagram to tell me how much you've grown has anything changed at all yeah exactly i would say that's not a sign of personal growth and it's like can you grow in just a shorter caption could you grow as a could you grow as an editor is could you grow as your own copy editor yeah Speaking of that, something that drives me up the wall is that celebrities do not know the difference between the two forms of the word premiere. Like, I'm going to a movie premiere, and they spell it without the last E. It's like, don't you have someone to do this for you? Do they do that a lot? I was unaware of this all the time. I see it all the time. It drives me crazy. If I could teach them that and the difference between your and your, the world would be a better place. So better grammar. Better grammar. I also, another trend that I'm sick of, Maggie, that I... that will probably not be left behind is recording artists who they go through some traumatic thing. Not not seriously traumatic, but like a breakup, mm-hmm. basically a breakup or they get together with somebody and literally the next day the song comes out about it, like the breakup, like yeah. literally the breakup is announced and like, you know, it, it comes out and then five hours later you just dropped a song about the breakup. Yes. It's just so calculated. And it's like, when did you record this thing? Like, do you break up? You're like, Maggie, we have to talk. Right. And then we go. And then you're like, I just need my space. Okay. I'm tired. And then five seconds later, I'm like, let's lay down. So I'm going straight to the studio from the breakup. Or you know what? You're like, hey, by the way, we really need to talk. Uh, We have to have a serious talk. Can you meet me at the studio? (laughs) Okay, great. By the way, it's over. crying. (laughs) Bring the beat back. And then you're just like laying down the tracks. Prime example of that is Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth. They're split. We wrote about it on a Saturday night. I believe it was like a Monday or a Tuesday morning that she had released a song called Slide Away. And I'm like. Slide Away. I'm still digesting this breakup. I'm still looking at a timeline of your romance. And now I have to ingest all this information and these lyrics and this art of a pool filled with empty booze bottles, a reference to a previous music video. This is a lot for a girl Also, on a the Tuesday. song is usually terrible. Like, is there ever like a classic where you're like, oh man, and they're like, hello, Wembley, you know this one, slide away. Ah. It's like, boo. It is like Boo. I agree with you, Ian. <laughs> By the way, that reminds me of my new breakup song. Boo. It's like Boo. <laughs> Hit it. Something that drives us crazy is that celebrities who overshare about their lives and then if you dare call them oh, yeah. and ask for a comment. No, that's a thing where they're like, 
here I am. And then like plugging every brand in the world. And every Mm -hmm. time you set foot out of the house, it's a paparazzi photo Mm -hmm. and it's branded. But then like we call them like, hey, can you comment on this thing about your actual life? And they're like, the press and the media, they're all over me. They don't respect my Mm -hmm. privacy, the disgusting media. And you're like, what are you talking about? So like Cardi B, who's on Instagram Live all the time, talking oh, yeah, about that stuff, was a good talking one. trash. No, and then she did a whole out of the song. She released a press. song called Press. Right, which is similar to my breakup complaint because she was released press on the day she was going to court. Yeah. Right, and then she's like, the press won't leave me alone. You've documented every moment of your personal <laughs> life on Instagram. Celebrities who pretend that they are cooking when you know damn well these people have private chefs. They're always like zooming in with the oh. Instagram story and it's like, my grandmother's secret recipe can't share what the special ingredient is it's like yo it's your chef germaine that's the secret ingredient that's it's really that guy funny. you hire to make all this germaine food. is pretty good though i he's a, he's a very good chef <laughs> i don't know why that was a chef name that popped into my chef head. germaine there, there's another thing that we it's actually i feel like it's the trend is it is reversing a bit maggie which i'm happy about and travis scott is the reason that it changed but it's like there was a thing where in the fashion world, right, there would be certain artists, recording artists that would be like playing every fashion show and show up at every fashion show. Mm-hmm. But no one else knows who they actually are. Like yep. Theophilus London was the ultimate one. He was at every fashion show for a while. He was embraced by the fashion world. And you're like, what's the Theophilus London song? Like who even knows who this guy is? But the weird thing is that Travis Scott has kind of reversed it because for a while, Travis Scott was that guy. Whoa. He was at every like fashion thing. He was playing every fashion show. You're like, who the hell is this? guy but then he managed to infiltrate the kardashian clan Mm -hmm. kardashian jenner clan so now he's actually like become legit although i don't know he has a netflix doc he has a netflix doc that's true who doesn't i can't wait to see what we're mad about next year at this time could it get any worse than the notes app poor grammar and Instagram and Starbucks cups. I have a feeling those things are going to be here next year, Maggie, but we'll see. Did you know that Page Six is launching a wine club? I'd heard something about this, Maggie. My sources had told me, but what's it all about? It sounds like a great idea. Okay, so we're launching this wine club with First Leaf. And we have a really special holiday offer where you can get six bottles of wine for only $39.95. And it ships for free. That sounds like a great deal. Totally. The wine itself is worth over $120, but you can get it for $39.95. That's great. I'm always looking for wines to give people as gifts over the holidays. And First Leaf is so confident in the quality of their wine that they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So that means if you're not feeling a particular bottle of wine, they will cover it completely. Wow, that's pretty innovative. Why not give it a try? Why not? Order now to get six bottles of wine for only $39.95 with free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash wehear. That's six bottles of wine for only $39.95 plus free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash wehear. It's time for our favorite part of the show. Let's take a look in the Page Six vault to see what ancient celebrity juicy exclusive we've uncovered from yesteryear. Back in 2008, Page Six published a story with the headline, Avril Showers. Back then we wrote... Punk starlet Avril Lavigne was on the verge of tears New Year's Eve when she lost the spotlight to Little John. 
The rude rapper was DJing a countdown party at Privé, where Levine was slated to call the countdown. But before the stroke of midnight, onlookers saw Little John grab his own mic and steal the show from Levine by holding his own countdown. The pop princess was said to be visibly upset and hung... The pop princess was said to be visibly upset and clung to her hubby, Derek Wibley, crying, I wanted to do the countdown. Only when servers brought out Dom Perignon did she calm down. Her reps could not be reached. Upstaged by Little John on New Year's Eve? Brutal. That is brutal. And also, even back then, I like that we were calling Avril Lavigne punk. She was still considered (laughs) punk then. Was she ever considered punk? Yeah, in 2008. That was punk. Wow. I think. That upsets me. I know. It's very upsetting. But I kind of understand why she would be upset in this. This isn't, this actually is an awesome item. This is an incredible item. What would these two ever be doing on the same bill together? You know what I mean? Who is the promoter who's like, you know who we're going to get? We're going to get Lil (laughs) John and Avril Lavigne. The mall set (laughs) is going to be so into this. Totally. Well, I think they were available, um, (laughs) you know, but they're still. Oh, oh, sorry. Well, I think they were available. (laughs) And Lil John's still doing this. I actually just wrote an item about Lil John and a and a DJ appear. Well, Lil John, you know, he was just detained in Vietnam. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, so Lil John was doing a club appearance, probably very similar to this one. I don't know if Avril Lavigne was there, maybe just as a fan, but he was doing a club appearance in Vietnam. And um, when they were leaving the country to go to his next tour stop, mm-hmm. basically he had like millions in jewelry with him. And he was detained at the airport wow. and they said that he needed to have, he had it with him, but they said that he needed to report it to customs, mm-hmm. but it was the weekend. Mm-hmm. So they had said like they were going to have to keep him there oh. until this could be, until it could be appraised. They needed to get an appraiser to come in. But Lil John was thinking quickly as he does very similarly to what he did with Avril Lavigne. It shows how quick witted Lil John is when you're around Lil John. You got to like watch yourself because he'll just jump in there and come up with some crazy idea. So basically when they were detaining him, he he told his um, his agent, hey, call the embassy, like let them know what's going on. They call the embassy. Now, if you're working at the U.S. embassy in Vietnam, I don't I'm not going to say it's like boring. But if the phone rings and they're like, hey, Lil John's at the airport, you're like, oh, my this is the best thing. Like something happened. You know, Yo, something do you think major. he's still in touch with Usher? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like, oh, my God. So they ran to the airport Two officials from the U.S. embassy. They smoothed the whole thing over. And like Lil John was on his way. They let him go. And he went to his next tour stop. Actually, there's a happy ending to this one, Maggie, as well, because he got to he went to his next tour stop and he made it there on time at two in the morning. Tell that to Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Where are you, Avril Lavigne? I counted my way all the way to my next tour stop, despite being held up at customs. Exactly. And then I totally count down. How can you count down from three million in jewels? (laughs) Well, that's it for this episode of We Here. To hear the latest We Hear episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. You can find more of the hottest celebrity news and gossip by signing up for our newsletter and by visiting page6.com. And we've got a special announcement. Starting on January 7th, We Here will be coming out three times a week. That means instead of Mondays, we'll kick off 2020 by releasing episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. If you're already subscribed, get ready for more gossip. 
And if you're not currently signed up, well, go hit subscribe right now on any of your preferred podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.